Okay, guys, very welcome back to the show. And today I've got a very special guest on the show today, a man that you may not recognize due to his new appearance, but a man that was in WWE as one half of the Dicks. Chad Wicks, how are you doing today, man? Oh, blessed and highly favored. How about yourself, brother? Absolutely. How about how about we tell people how run through the mill we had to do to get to this point? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Audio after audio not going through. Yeah, yeah and all last night as well. Been ridiculous. Yeah. But finally. Finally. Yeah. yeah, it was great to chat to you. We've chatted over the phone the last couple of days, got to know you a bit better. And I know like you're at a completely different point in your life now, which we're going to talk about later as well. But to bring it back to where people, I suppose, recognize you from, how did you make that decision that you wanted to be a wrestler? Oh, I tell you what. Uh, well, geez, from the beginnings when my when I was a young kid, my grandma used to watch wrestling and uh, we'd sit down and watch wrestling all the time. And, you know, you have, you have your favorites, you know, back in the day that I had my favorite was like Rick Flair and Rick Steamboat and um, Arn Anderson and Ultimate Warrior type deal. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we start I, from there. It started, and it just kind of grew. And um, gosh, when I was uh, nineteen, I was going to school for uh, um, masonry school for bricklaying. Okay. And uh, so during that time, uh, <laughs> it was so funny. Where I was in Menards, and um, I saw Sonny Ono. He was my old karate instructor. And um, we talked for a while, and uh, then he's like, hey, he needed some stuff done, some projects done at his house. I, so we paid, I, me and my buddy, we ended up uh, painting his whole basement and hanging uh, all the oak doors that he needed hung in his house or whatnot. And we did that, and then he gave us, uh, he gave us some, some, a little bit of cash there, and then he gave us a couple of tickets to WCW Monday Night Nitro, uh, which was up in uh, Minneapolis. And... Uh, Gosh, we were poor and broke students at the time. I mean, telling you what, it was just like, what? So, I mean, we paid our stuff. For that. We needed some tools and stuff for the jobs that we needed to do. So we paid those off and, and we had those tickets. So I had a couple of buddies of mine and I, I ended up selling those WCW tickets to them. No way. And anyway, that that gave us gas money to get up to the, get up to Minneapolis, right? To where WCW was wrestling that night. And, uh, it's so funny because we were standing out there and I was just like, man, there's got to be a way. I was just like praying to God about it. I was like, Lord, you know, Sonny's got to come out and see us somehow, somehow. Anyway, he came out, boom. And and we, I was like, hey, Sonny, hey, 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 uh, check us out. And he came over and I was like, hey, listen, we had to sell those tickets so we can get gas money to get up here to go to the show. <laughs> wow, like, what okay. a story. He's like, hey, come on, come on in, come on in. So we... um uh that night we didn't have we didn't even have seats we were just back there in like gorilla position and we're watching all the wrestlers come back and go back in through you know what i mean and and um then we could see the show from our from the spot where we're at and just standing up in the back there we had a great time um you know i seen like you know i'm seeing arn anderson uh seeing ricky steamboat i'm seeing seen all these guys dude and it was just like wow you know is is phenomenal and uh, on, like the giant, you know, uh, for mm -hmm. one as well. And um, just Joe gets over and he's like, all right, uh, Sonny's like, hey, let's go. The, now come with, you guys want to go to the after hours party? I was like, sure, man, let's go. You know, me and my buddy uh, that, was work, we, that we had worked at his place with, um, we went there and um, 
gosh, we're down in this basement. It's this lower basement um, of the motel. And it was a nice yeah. bar area with pool tables and all this and that. Really nice setup. Anyway, um, gosh, I got to look and, and uh, there's this beautiful brunette. I mean, absolutely beautiful. I was like, wow, she's gorgeous. And I was like, you know, so I, I just like started talking. We started talking and and she's like, hey, you want to sit down? She pulled out a chair. So I sat down and we started talking. And uh, then there was another girl across from her, a, a blonde. And then, then there was an old guy with white hair at the other side of the table across from me. Anyway, we're talking for a while there. And um, I was just like, all of a sudden, uh, the guy across the table goes, uh, uh, son, uh, you better get up now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's up? What's up? And uh, I turned to the right, and uh, there's Macho Man Randy Savage. That was Miss Elizabeth, by the way. Oh, cool. <laughs> I had no, I had no clue. I had no clue. That was awesome. That was, I was like, you know what I mean? I always watched him and her all the time. She's gorgeous. You know what I mean? Oh man. He was so very was protective like, uh, of her, I think, as well. A lot of people said. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't look at me too kindly. I tell you that right now. <laughs> you know, even even like, just for, even just for sitting near her. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so that was like that was like the first start start of it. I was like, um, kind of, it's got everything kind of rolling. You know what I mean? I was just like, man, dude, how? And and still, I didn't know how to become a wrestler. You know what I mean? Type deal. Uh, from that point, um, so I went back. I went to school in my brick lane school. Um, uh, see here. Then it was like a year or two later, and I got. No, it wasn't even a year or two later. I think it was that it wasn't even a year later. Um, gosh, how did we get? Okay, WWF was coming to town in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and and they were, they were at the unit. And um, <laughs> I, I another one of my buddies, he he, did, he owns his business too. Um, and I I my brick and business bricks bricks by wicks and uh, do brick block and stone and concrete and all that. But yeah. Um, he does sighting and we're like hey I, I bought a couple tickets i was like hey hey bro let's let's go let's go to the show i said listen it starts at you know seven eight o'clock or whatever but um we left dude we got we we got there about noon nonetheless down to cedar falls you know yeah. and um they just got done with the bat girls basketball game there so they were uh all the, all the college students who were helping tear tear down the court how they put together a court and all that stuff and so we we just kind of hung out there for a while, and then all of a sudden, uh, WWE WWF came was coming in, and uh, they're bringing in all the the ring and everything, you know. And then they're like, uh, "Well, you want to help?" We so we started helping out, helping set up, and next thing you know, we're in the in the ring, kind of after we get done setting up the ring, um, we go ahead and uh, uh, it's going to be a, we set up the ring as that's kind of running the ropes or whatever, just kind of getting the feel for being in the ring mm. it was really awesome and uh i was just like wow so then hey champion my son's here yeah. um i love you hey dad hi. say hi hi how are you man god bless you god bless you <laughs> good <laughs> oh i tell you what this kid he's stronger and strong <laughs> yeah he's a great wrestler excellent oh my land i love it um and so where were we? I was telling you about um, being in the ring. Oh yeah. So we get done. Yep, yeah, we get done with uh, setting up the ring, um, and then 
a guy came from the college and all these students were around helping out, you know what I mean? So he was get make sure everybody had their shirts and stuff, their security shirts, right? Because they're within yeah. security, basically. Um, and so, and he's like, hey, anybody didn't get their, their security shirts? And, you know, here, I grabbed my friend's hand, I raised it up, he raised our hands up. I was like, hey, we didn't get ours, you know what I mean? And, you know, none of nobody knew us, you know, nonetheless, it was so funny. And uh, they gave us T-shirts and walkie-talkies. And I'm like, what? What? This is crazy. Um, so I think the students didn't know us, you know what I mean? Uh, nonetheless, and there's this back door. Anyway, we worked. We were just like, we're just holding that back, you know, standing guard at that back door. And at eight o'clock, when the show starts, we, we go ahead and had, go ahead and shut the doors, you know. Yeah. And uh, there, there you have it. We're right back there in gorilla position, bro. I mean, everybody's walking up and down the halls, you know. And now I'm seeing, I'm seeing all these people, and I'm like, wow, this is this is really cool. So I go, I go, I get thirsty. So I go for a Gatorade. They said we can go down there and grab a Gatorade anytime we want to or whatnot. Yeah. So I was walking down there, and uh, as as I'm walking down the hall there, I see Kurt Angle and he's walking towards me. And I'm like, man, I want to say something, but I don't, but I do, but I don't, but I do, you know what I mean? That type of deal, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden I blurted out Kurt Angle, you know? And he's like, Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey. So we, we start, we stop, we, we start talking and uh, we're talking for a couple, three, two, three minutes. And um, all of a sudden I, I feel this tap on my shoulder. <laughs> Yeah. Three taps. I turn around. Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. He's like, yeah. He goes, what the hell you all jacked up for? <laughs> so I go, I go, hey, man, listen, I, I want to get into wrestling as far as, you know, professional wrestling goes. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. I I had no clue whatsoever. Um, other than I saw some OVW tapes and stuff, but I didn't know. How to how to how to get in, you know, and um, so he he told me he told me a couple of places. There was uh this Kenpa Terrace to go over and check out, and that was in uh on the border of Wisconsin, there Wisconsin's border. So and then also he told me about Killer Kowalski's up there in Boston. And so I was like, all right, well, first off, I went over and checked out Ken Patera's place over there. Man, I tell you what, I'm I'm one of those guys. You know what I mean? You're only going to be as good as the person that's training you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I take really, I look at that as, as something like, you know, and the ring was really, oh, that ring, that ring was horrible. But, you know, unless it was a ring. But, but um, I didn't like that setup. So, and everything that was going on there, you know, and uh, the fact that they only, it was just, it was just basically, you're going to be wrestling just at the shows and that's where you're going to be learning type deal. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I was like, ah, dude, if I'm going to get into something, I, I put my whole heart into it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I go yeah. after it. And so I, um, I called up a few, a couple of my buddies and, uh, we made arrangements to go check out killer Kowalski's up there in Boston, Massachusetts. And, uh, so we, we got, we took a plane, me and my two other buddies of mine, we took a week and uh, flew out there and um, we, uh, we stayed in a motel and, and then I just went to practice every day. Um, Mike Hollow was the instructor there. Great, great instructor for Killer Kowalski School. Um, 
And uh, so, man, and I, and then I met a couple of people there. One of my, I met my roommate there, you know, down, he lived in Braintree, Massachusetts there. Um, he offered me a place to stay, you know, if I was to come out and come out and uh, wrestle or whatnot. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, dude, right, sure. And so after, after the week of training, I was like, man, this is the place to be. This is, this is who I want to learn from because this guy is Mike, Mike Paolo is really, really good. You know what I mean? He's a, a great coach. And um, so I said, listen, I got, I got three houses to brick. You know, it takes me about a month to brick each house. I said, um, I'll be back in three months. So, um, so we flew back here. I got my houses bricked. Then I boom. Um, one of the houses, one of the houses I bricked actually is for a, a guy who owned a car lot. So uh, for a trade, he gave me this, uh, a Jimmy, a Jimmy SUV, one of those Jimmy SUVs. Cool. Um, for bricking his house, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I did a cash deal with him like that, and uh, he just gave me the gave me the vehicle and um, all that. So then I got loaded up the car, and um, and oh man, that was uh, you know leaving home was uh, you know it's tough to do when you do it the first time. <laughs> sure, yeah. So funny. You have a little bit of like, hey man, what's gonna go on? But you know what? I was just like after it, and uh, hopped in the car. And by halfway there, my transmission went out in that in that vehicle that I got no. from the guy. Yeah, but it was all under warranty, so so I had to just boot up in mo a motel here for two. Uh, it's like three days uh, while they got the transmit new transmission in and then and all that stuff and put it in and all that, and then I continued on my journey to get to Boston. Um, <laughs> um when I got to Boston. I met, I had my roommate Dave there, Dave Tambar. He's a great dude, great awesome guy. Um, yeah. He uh, you know gave me a place to stay and all that, which is phenomenal. Um, and uh, gosh, we just started plugging away. And boy, I tell you what, the first times I was starting to hit those ropes, man. You know, and I didn't have a bed up there when I was when I first got there for the first few months. You know, because I just didn't have a bed. <laughs> yeah, bring one down or nothing. You know, sleeping on the floor. But man, dude, my after training and all that, my my underneath my arm here was just black. Right here, underneath, right there, my whole lat was just black, and my butt, like my my hip on my butt cheek, my right butt cheek. I mean, it was like uh like bigger than my a little bigger than my fist, uh, hand all the way around there like that. It was just all black from hitting those ropes over and over wow. and over. You know, I was just whoa, that was. You know, it's funny to think about that stuff and to go back and and think about it and what what all took place and yeah and as we're going along but um lo, lo and behold uh here's a you know i always uh write things down i'm a very positive person um i always uh want to do things right and uh so i started you know i was listening to like dale not uh gosh who was it um all these different uh motivational speakers and stuff tony robbins and, yeah um but um, they told me about uh, writing things down. So I, I started writing things down. I wrote thing. I wrote it out that uh, I, on a big piece of paper, plain white paper, I wanted to have my WWE contract within two years. Mm -hmm. So I took that and I put that right above where I, where I sleep because my, I have a low ceiling because it, it angles up. It was, I live in the top floor or whatnot. So it's, it was low. I had not a lot of room up there. But sure. yeah. You know, and my, my goal was within two years, I wanted my WWE contract. And, um, 
Damn, oh man. What? Um, gosh, how did it go there for as far as um, I'm trying to think here? You hit the goal though, didn't you? Uh, and yeah, within within two years, yeah, it was a it was a year and it was a year and a half. Within a year and a half, at a year and a half, I hit my goal, and that's when I got. Then that's when I got my um the contract. Yeah, but um, before that, uh, before that, uh, Pat Patterson came to came to our school, Chaotic Wrestling, and yeah. um, Pat, you know, great, one of the greats, you know, obviously, and um. Man, just a great super super guy, super person. He would he was he came there and um he was like, you know, all the other guys, they 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 just kind of stood back like, oh, you know what I mean? But I was just like, yo, Pat, what's up? You know what I mean? What's what can I do? You know what I mean? What can I do to be better? What can I do to get here? You know what I mean? Where I need to do. Asking questions. So I was always asking things. What's that? You were asking questions. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. I want to know I want to know what I need to do, you know what I mean? What needs to what needs to do? What need to do to take place to get there to get to that next level. And um boy oh boy, uh later that night, after Pat was there that night, he uh I get a call from my coach and he's like, "Chad, goes, what do you got going on tomorrow?" He goes, Gotta be, gotta work. Uh, I was a bricklayer, so I worked in a union down there in uh, in Boston. Yeah. Um, but he was like, uh, he goes, listen. He goes, I went to supper tonight. He goes with with Pat, and he goes and and somebody else. And I go, well, who? He goes, The Rock. I was like, oh, awesome, awesome. And he's like, well, do you know what we talked about all night long? And I was like. What's that, Mike? You. I was like, what? Wow. And he's like, yeah, you. And I'm like, what? You know, and he's telling that, you know, they were talking about me about, uh, you know, being whatever. I don't know. Um, but he's like, yeah. He goes, listen, now, now Pat wants you to come and, uh, you know, inviting you to TV. You know what I mean? So we can do dark, you know, if we get an opportunity to do dark match or whatnot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, the first one. I think that was. Me and Aaron Stevens, um, uh, you know him as Sandow or whatnot. Yeah, right? yeah, was... yeah. Good guy. I think he's in NWA now. Is he? I think so. Where's, yeah, where's I think I, I'm not sure. I I read it recently. Now, um, I think I seen it on his Facebook page. I have to really click into it to to make sure. But I, I'm pretty sure he's still active in the business anyway. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we we wrestled a lot of resistance that day. Uh, oh, Renee, Renee and Sylvan. Uh, and Sylvan, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, guys so that was well. like, <laughs> good guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man, his podcast <laughs> is so funny, man. Jesus Christ, they really don't. They really don't hold back on that one. No. <laughs> I was actually just watching it before we came on there. I I seen Maven. I don't know if you know Maven, but Maven was their guest yeah. today. Oh really? Right on. Yeah, yeah he seems oh, like a good guy. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a long time. Oh my gosh. I was um, speaking of Renee's pod Renee's podcast. I was watching uh, your ex partner Tank on that show uh, a couple of months back. And he told a story, I don't know if you can confirm or deny it, that um that you went to get lessons, you know, for the gimmick, for the stripping gimmick and whatever, and it got a bit of heat off the boys backstage. Is there any truth to that? 
Yeah, dude, that's pretty. Yeah, it's like, dude, they told us that when they when they wanted us to be the uh, when they came up with this character, the dicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we're gonna be Chippendales or whatever. And so I I went and learned. I literally went. I literally went and learned how to strip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I I even did bachelorette parties and all that stuff. You know what I mean? I was just like I, I don't know. I was just like, well, you, you want to know what you're. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're gonna be a character, or you're gonna play that character. You better know how to how to present yourself in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And um, yeah, that's pretty weird to get heat like that because trying to learn part of a character that they're just kind of thrown at you. You know what I'm saying? Because because I understand it from where you're coming from, and. Yeah, I just I just found that kind of bizarre, like, and, you know, it is what it is. And you were just trying to better yourself as an on-screen personality, really. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because then, you know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, uh, I don't I don't get I don't get why anybody would give you heat for that. But it it is what it is. You know, what do you do? I hear like um, a lot of people talk about that locker room from back then. And it seemed to be a pretty toxic-ish environment i know renee has told stories and various people around that time have told stories but i'd imagine that the locker room now is a lot different than it was back then well i hope so i really hope so because of uh you know it sh it shouldn't be that way you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and, and it be it being that way that it was you know it would have been nice to be able to reach out and if they had somebody to go talk to you know what i'm saying yeah. and uh and or uh, you know, like, quote unquote, I don't know, somebody kind of. And what did Okay, go ahead. And what did Pentecostals fully come? They're all at the one corner, in one place. And so they came to stop for heaven. Said. That's yeah. the first thing to win. And it fell out where we're sitting. And it turned them cold and tongues like after fire. And it stopped punching them. And it fell the Holy Ghost and began to speak words tongues just as Spirit gave them utterance. That's my baby boy. <laughs> that's Acts chapter two. He's got that memorized. Okay, so you were saying yeah. it'd be nice to have someone to talk to about issues, but there was none of that really there at the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, and it's like, yeah, oh man, dude. <laughs> you know, um, gosh, how was it? Um, you know, J JBL didn't like me. You know what I'm saying? It, I don't know why, but I don't know what I ever did to him. I've heard a I, lot of bad reports about him. He he actually he was um he was over here. I there's a magician I had on this show. His name is Davy. I know him. He's from Dublin, and there was this little kid waiting for JBL with a JBL sign in the in the lobby one day in Dublin, and JBL he was waiting for his autograph. He gave he he gave him the pen. JBL just looked at him, and just walked away. Just little kid man. He was only like three or four. It was really. It was really bad. Like he's meant to be, you know, a pretty bad guy. I tell you, wow, it's just whatever. You can do what he, oh man. It's yeah. kind of, you know, you work so hard, you work so hard to get in, a, to get in this position. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and then you have, then you have somebody that's just, I'm telling you, he's treat he was treating people like crap, bro. Um, not in uh, myself, you know, also, um, one of the announcers, what's his name? I think he wrote a book or something. Um, you know, what's his what's his name? Um, is it Todd Grisham? 
No, the other one that was before. Uh, who was the one? Oh, before? Justin Roberts, was it? Yes, yes, Justin. Yeah, man, he's mean to him. Oh my gosh, I mean, he'd yell and scream at him in the airports and make him just cry. You know what I'm saying? And uh, nonetheless, man, oh man, um, gosh, what what city was that? I think it was Mexico City. Um, and I, this is one of those things. It's like. Some of these things I just don't even want to. <laughs> this is the like bat. This is the bathroom story, isn't it? Oh no, no, actually, well, oh, there is the bathroom story because they were. We'll all get to that later. Like, oh, the bathroom story. Yeah, yeah we okay. can get to that later. What's what's your story? You were saying in in Mexico. Um. Man, Ireland, Ireland. <laughs> He's wondering where you're from. International, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, gosh, I was just going to say here. Um, I'm thinking here real quick here. I apologize. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Uriah, quit running, please. Um, I think it's Mexico City. I don't know what was going on. Um. They were treating us like crap. Uh, I mean, we get done from their match, and uh, Tanks, one night, uh, his outfit that he wore to the to the you know the arena, like these dress pants. On. We get back after you know our doing our thing at the you know wrestling in the ring and all that out there, the end of the night, and all his crap, all his stuff is just torn to pieces, um, just crap all over it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, really, dude? Um, but, you know, it was in a bad position. It was in a bad way because, uh, I mean, there's times where people just force you to drink. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, mm -hmm. come on, dude. And uh, that puts that puts you in a different situation, man. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting at that table down there this is after that later that night or whatever after wrestling and we're down there grabbing something to eat and um yeah. i'm sitting in between uh gosh i it was it i was sitting in between chris benoit and um he's on my left and then whoever, whoever was on my right um and i'm thinking it was jb on my right anyway he's just, just putting there, putting the drinks in front of me. You know what I mean? They, I'm sure they had like, like water in their shot glasses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just like, seriously, dude, this is. Just... It was terrible. Um, one night, uh, gosh, and then he instigated a fight between me and Tank, and so then he, he called Tank down and uh, told me that I was to fight him because, you know. Tank, it really wasn't treating me nice either. You know what I'm saying? It's like it goes as far as it goes. Like a tag partner should be brothers. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You yeah. Should have that. It's got to be chemistry. You should have that camaraderie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not, not hating on each other for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but that was, that was just kind of like, a, I don't get it because I'm just I'm such a such a easygoing guy. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just so easygoing. And you guys got to work together all the time. Yeah, yeah, and 
yeah, and we we do work to good together. You know what I mean? But uh, the I don't understand why why it was even like that. You know, looking back. Um, one one of the good stories is though one of your positive stories, and it's it's a hilarious story. Is when you locked the guys in the bathroom, you got a bit of revenge. You got your own back. Do you want to tell people about that one? That's a very funny story. Yeah, dude. Oh man, that was a. Uh, we're sitting at a table there, giving me crap again. They're giving us crap, man, and I was just like, dude, seriously, this is dumb. Um, so I get, I just get up, I go to the bathroom. Then all of a sudden, all the guys follow me into the bathroom, and uh, I think, uh, guys, was it seven or was it nine? Anyway, they, anyway, they were like, uh, <laughs> who was there? Chris Benoit, Randy Orton, Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> um, gosh, who else was there? I mean, there was there was like uh, I think there was like eight or nine different guys. That, yeah. yeah, you know, and um, and I was just like, you know what? They were all being crappy to me, and I was just like, so when I when I left the bathroom, I was in, I, I saw there was a lock on the outside of the door, so, so I'm just like. I just wanted a little peace and quiet, bro. I honestly did, but still, yeah, you know what I mean? I just wanted to get away from that. And so I just, you know what? I was like, shoot, I just locked that door and boom, locked them in there. <laughs> they can, you know, I just, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> did that did that get you more respect then in the end from doing something like that that they appreciated? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm guessing from their point of it, I, um, mm. You know what I mean? I, I think so in that way, because it was like he had the balls to do that, you know what I mean, type deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> That's a good story. Did you ever have any interactions with Vince, Vince McMahon, or what? Do you have any stories about him? What's he like? In, well... I know one day he got really... Um, I... I, <laughs> I um, when we when we got pulled up on the road, I um I started shopping at this one uh this one I don't know it's one of those um one of those places in the mall where they sold suits anyway yeah anyway I wrote uh <laughs> one day I I wore this uh this red red suit red just <laughs> red suit red shoes yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> red hat you know what I mean and uh. Uh, Jerry Briscoe got a kick out of it, and he actually, uh, um, he actually sent me into Vince's one of Vince's meetings when they were when they were <laughs> when they were having a meeting, and that kind of got me some heat, I think, from Vince. You know, what I mean, I was just like, Yo. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, Vince has got to see you. He's got to see you. <laughs> and uh, boy, when he looked at me, he, he looked at me, and his face just turned red. <laughs> I don't know. He, he seemed pretty mad, dude. He didn't seem happy. Yeah, but um, as far as uh, okay, oh, uh, another one when, gosh, this was actually towards. I didn't really talk much. Um, didn't really get the chance to talk to Vince. Um, yeah. Uh, but this time when um, when our last our last match when we got beat by Boogeyman, and he spit his spit his worms the worms in my mouth. That was horrible. But um, we get back from 
we get back to gorilla position and there's a <laughs> Vince and Briscoe were about throwing up and puking. It was really? hilarious. Yeah, yeah, they were gagging. They were gagging. Oh, they were just gagging at it because it was just like, oh man. What was it like getting those worms in your mouth, man? That's fucking disgusting. Oh, oh. well, you got it right. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you didn't foresee that coming in the wrestling business. Oh, right, right, right. You know, it's funny though. Um, with Boogeyman, uh, we're in OVW. This was, this was before he got uh, pulled up and before he started his Boogeyman character. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, gosh, he was like, uh, and he'll tell you this too, because it, you know, it's one of those days. It was like he goes, Chad. You know, Chad. Hey, listen. You know, we sit down. He's like, man. He goes, they're ending my contract. They're ending my contract. And he goes, it, it's coming up. It's coming up in like a day or two. It's like the next day, next day, they're going to end his contract, right? Or yeah. next day or days or whatever. He's like, man, what do I do? He goes, I want to I do this. I want to do this. And I was like, I was like, bro. I looked at him and I was like, bro, make them extend it. Make them extend it. You know what I mean? Make them want you. Make them yeah. extend it. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was one of those it was one of those cool moments. You know what I mean? It's um when I remember, you know, he remembers it too, and um, God, and he's like, because um, I think I think we all need a little when when at times when you're going through something, you know, that encouragement. You know what yeah. I mean? We all need to be there to encourage and lift each other up. Yeah, Chad. Um, I've only got like four minutes left in this stream, but I'd love to extend and do another version of this show as well but i think it's only fair to tell people what's going on in your life now at the moment uh rather than save it for the next show because it's very interesting what you're doing now do you want to fill people in on how your life has changed well praise god well thank you for that i appreciate it and um well i tell you what uh, the lord's really been working in my life this bible the king james version of the bible um and i read i've been reading that every day I go to the local park here and I've been reading it for the last, like it'll be 11 months coming up on the 1st of March. Every single day I've been there, rain, sleet, or shine, cold or hot. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, to get God's word out there and to share his word, because his word will not return void. You know, it shall accomplish, therefore, what it's set forth to accomplish. And um, wow, I, I encourage everybody to open up God's word. It's alive and living. You know, that Bible is alive and living. And it's it's full of encouragement, love, and um, knowledge, and wisdom, and strength, and power. You know, being filled up when you receive Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I think it's, it's very, uh, the, the times are now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, as you're seeing, um, there's revivals breaking out all over the place. Sure. But God is God is pouring out his spirit amongst all flesh. And I encourage people to get in God's word and to read it, to know his word. Because, you, um, I mean, look at how many things, look at what's going on in today's world with 
all these people, a lot of people have been passing away, you know what I mean? Just yep. out of nowhere, young and old alike, right? Yep. And, you know, from the situation where they're talking, you know, which is in good situation. <laughs> um, and I think we all, we all need to know the Lord, that's for sure, because, um, oh, man, that's, that's just my hope and prayer is, uh, is that everybody comes to the knowledge of Christ. Yeah. And uh, it's powerful, man. And um, I, I know God's going to open up doors and uh, with churches or whatnot because, you know, Christ didn't come to preach a religion. He came to share the love of God. It's man that put religion in between and and then created all these different separations where there ain't, shouldn't yeah. be no separation. We had that discussion the other night ourselves in person as well, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's, you know what? What divides churches? Okay, what divides the different denominations? But mm -hmm. now focus on what brings all churches together. That's Christ. That's Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and it's all in and through Him. And to be, it's so important to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. You know, and uh, wow, to walk in God's power and His knowledge and His wisdom. Yeah. So I mean. That's love i send out to everybody amen and that's a fantastic way to to end today's show i really really want to do a part two because i haven't even covered kind of what we want to talk about i know i but know that's, I <laughs> that's a very powerful ending to the show and i can see how passionate you are about this um and it's very it's lovely to see and you seem to be in a really happy place outside of the crazy world of wrestling but still it's a moment that you can cherish forever even if there were some bad times what i always try to say is the good outweighs the bad Oh, amen. 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 Amen.